0: Graduated from high school in 1993. I don't remember that song being a standout in my senior year. What I do remember is "Whoop, there it is," and Knockin'
1: Boots" and those hits. Uh, Knockin' Boots" is a 1991 classic. You're and let right. me tell you You're how absolutely I Absolutely right! Wow, because I was in sixth grade <laughs> and I had the Knockin' Boots" cassette single. <laughs> Hey everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are recapping The Way Home, Episode 7, The End of the World as We Know It. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram. We are both at Megan and Wendy and at Girls Gone Hallmark. You can also jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark
0: exclusive Facebook group. It's free to join. It's not that exclusive. Anybody can join.
1: It's Girls Gone Hallmark on Facebook. We would love to have you over there. Good news about The Way Home. Tell me. It has been officially renewed for a season two. Officially,
0: officially? Officially via Hallmark. I wonder when they're going to start production on that. Hopefully
1: soon. It'd be great if we could get a season two in 2023. I doubt it. I know. I highly doubt it. Don't you think so? I do. I do. I do. You know, we all know Hallmark can do a tight turnaround. Yeah. But... I think this series was really thoughtfully planned, mm-hmm. and I think that takes a little bit of time to do. Yeah, I wonder if a script has been written
0: or outlined. Like, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? And it scares me because, like, I always feel like the sophomore year of a show can sometimes not be great. That is definitely a possibility. Let Although me ask Friday you. Oh, Friday Lights friday night lights season two was not great i don't remember it's so long ago now no and i believe it was like during the writer's strike as well abbott elementary
1: has that for season two. Oh, it's great that's actually great season two of ted lasso
0: not great had some highlights but overall not great yeah it was a little darker
1: yes season two of the west wing great okay well it's a 50 50 shot here <laughs> we'll be here to see yes how it goes you need a synopsis Actually, can I do something first? Yeah, while I pull up a synopsis. Yeah, so we have made a point of pointing out the release dates of the song titles of this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, The End of the World as We Know It is a 1987 song. Oh, is it? Now, the writers of this show had no obligation to use song titles from the 90s. Sure. I think The End of the World as We Know It is a great title for this episode, but in my mind, this is a show about the 90s and about present day. And so are I get you... really hung up on that. So I have a, a couple 90s suggestions that I... could work for this episode. Let me hear it. Let None of them it. are as good as the REM classic, but it's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. To be with you, Mr. Big. Oh god I love that song As did I A little a little double meaning Like Kat really wants to She wants Jacob in the present She really was dreaming of getting him back in her life But then we have a Kat Elliot storyline mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We've got an Alice Spencer storyline we have I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans, 1997. Oh, yeah. Good. Another good one. <clears throat> and a little lighthearted Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40 from 1993.
0: That was 1993? Mm. I graduated from high school in 1993. I don't remember that song being a standout in my senior year. What I do remember is, whoop, there it is, and Knocking Boots and
1: those hits uh, knockin boots is a 1991 classic and let right. me tell you You're how absolutely i know right wow because i was in sixth grade <laughs> and i had the knockin boots cassette single <laughs> and let me tell you when my mother discovered that i owned that single it was how did i even come it, to possess that he went down to the tower records and bought a <laughs> single cassette <laughs> the warehouse <laughs> but that was the uh the hit of my sixth grade year. Yeah, you're right. It was my sophomore year that that was
0: the jam. All right, let's hear a synopsis. All right. Alice goes to a New Year's Eve Y2K party to support her friend. Kat finds a new mystery about her father while Dell reveals an old secret about him that's troubled her. Stay tuned to the end of this
1: episode for a prediction from Wendy. Yeah, I bet I'm not the only one. This episode opens right where last week's episode left off. We have Cat chasing a sobbing Alice through the woods. She really wants to talk, but Alice is upset. She says, now you want to talk. And she jumps right back into the pond.
0: <gasps> Which is so funny. I thought, I was like, what a teenage move. <laughs> Bye. I leaving. I'm jumping into the Splash. pond. Like we could never get away from our parents at 15. <laughs> I know you,
1: I'm running away, but Alice is like going back in time. Yeah.
0: It's just the equivalent to like running up to your room and slamming the door. Like she... Jumps into the pond. It was so funny because Kat was so distraught in that moment. And I thought, well, you we could follow her. She could have. Yeah. Exactly. Next scene, we're in 1999 and the search team is looking for Jacob upon Alice's arrival. Alice talks to Elliot and Nick and they're out, you know, searching for Jacob. And they're like, oh, you're wet. And she says she was searching for Jacob. Alice starts off to the house, but Elliot tells her it's just family. And she storms away. She goes, I am family. Yeah, yes, very angsty teenager here. She gets to the house and Dell and Colton are selecting a photo to give to the police. And Colton assures Cat that they will find Jacob. And once Alice gets the cat, she she tells Cat, "Like I'm so sorry, I did everything I I could." And Cat really just dismisses her in this moment. And she says, "It's not about you." And like I hear, we're having like a miscommunication, obviously, because Cat's like, I mean, sorry, Alice is talking about a bigger picture here right that
1: cat is unaware of yeah i just find cat's anger with alice to be odd it's clearly misplaced cat's frustrated mm-hmm. with herself she's upset about the situation and she needs somewhere to put that but it's not pointed in the right direction right brady tells alice to leave
0: yes and uh so brady consoles cat and then alice watches from the window and i was like do we have trauma bonding here? Like, is this the first, like, Brady and Kat? Like, is this why they stayed together for so long because they had this, like, shared yeah. traumatic experience? But why does Brady get
1: to stay and Alice doesn't? I wrote, but why does Brady get to stay? Yeah. That's a great question because your 15-year-old self, you probably are going to want the support of your boyfriend over your best Mm -hmm. friend. But I thought Kat was a little unfair in that scene. I think so too. She was not nice. Um, Back in present day, Alice is in bed and Kat brings her food. And Alice is clearly devastated. She's... Feels like she's lost her best friend. She wasn't able to save Jacob. She's upset with her mom. Kat wants to talk to her and Alice is still not interested. But Kat says, look, we've both been keeping things from each other and there is no resolution. So we go downstairs and Dell is asking about Alice. Dell doesn't have the bigger picture here. Dell just knows like Alice is in her room and bothered by something but she wants to know what happened and cat says oh she's just having a mental health day and i wrote the sum of what dell doesn't know is wild right now the conversation changes course cat is asking dell about an exhibition and the information about this exhibition is kind of doled out slowly Mm -hmm. because it's not quite clear immediately what they're talking about exactly to me Dell says she thinks Monica felt badly for blaming her for tearing down the poster. So she's given Dell this gift of an exhibition. And in last week's episode, we saw Dell making pottery. We'll see a lot more about this this episode, but we went five episodes where I had no information about Dell being a potter. Yeah, I thought she did like
0: honey. I thought she ran the farm. Right. Yeah, the pottery came out of nowhere. Yes. Right. Agree. Kat says, you know, it's an honor. Look at it for what it is. Yeah, and Del feels nervous about it. Elliot brings tea to Kat outside. I think they're at the Landry house yeah. here. They talk about, you know, giving Alice some space. And Kat's struggling a bit because... After seeing Jacob, like, she is upset, and Elliot comforts her by telling her that she got a gift of having having one more moment with Jacob, and she tells him, like, she's just done with the past.
1: I'm going to leave the past in the past mm-hmm. for all of one scene. <laughs> um, we see Dell entering Alice's room to check on her, and Dell has one of those moments where she's able to be kind of the warm, lighthearted, grandmotherly figure, and she coaxes Alice out of her bed to help her in the studio. She thinks maybe having something to do with her hands might help distract her from yeah, like whatever's she, going
0: on. She tells her she's like, life is messy and she needs to get on with it. And I was like, that's good advice.
1: You can't yeah. wallow
0: too long. Like whatever she, you know, because obviously Del does not know what Alice is upset about. And like in the nicest way, Del was like come on you you got to get on with your life but she i thought like this is one of the nicest sweetest scenes yeah between Alice and Dell i mean Dell is a, a nice woman <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's a better grandmother than she is a mother. Agree. Uh, Kat goes to the Herald, and she walks in asking Byron for work. And the tone here is so obvious the second she walks in. But when she's like, what do you have for me? I'm like, "Cat, where where have you been? Totally. You're like, oh, now I'm done with my side project. I'm willing to do the job you <laughs> hired me for. And I'm typing as I'm watching this. It feels like she's about to get fired. And she does, which is unsurprising. He's, Byron tells her, you spent too much time on your own research. And basically, you're writing... Kind of sucks lately. You were not putting your heart into the writing. It was already a stretch to bring you on, and you're not proving to be worth the sacrifice. Ouch. Um, Kat appears pissed. Yeah. She's taking it personally. Not really rightfully so. She was very justifiably fired, in my opinion. And as she's walking out the door, Byron goes, wait. And I get this glimmer that Kat thinks he's about to change his mind. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I need everything you took from the archives back. From your murder board. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and the next thing we have Dell,
0: and she's, you know, making pottery or she's in her pottery studio. And Alice is looking at what she's made and they're talking about that kind of stuff. And they talk about why Dell took up pottery in the first place and she tells Alice like it helps her get out of her head and she explains um that she wants to teach Alice like how to do it so it's a very like sweet moment and they're like getting ready to like I don't know they're doing whatever on the wheel and walks cat she doesn't say anything she just storms right past them and goes down to their basement and gets all her articles Pulls her articles off the board and then she's reminiscing about being on the porch with Colton crying. I think it's that same scene where he's like, Landry's a Landry never, never, never gives up, right? She pulls out one of Colton's old shirts from I don't know where just laying there in the basement. Yes. Like at the top of a box. Yeah, it was super random. And she like takes a big whiff out of it. And then she finds this note in the pocket and the and the and the note says it has the initials MS and an address and a phone number.
1: And the note is in shockingly
0: good condition for yeah. having been in a pocket for the last three right. years. Dun, 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 What's the note mean?
1: So we cut to the next morning and Kat and Dell are in the kitchen. And Kat asks her point blank about the note, which I appreciate. They just get right to it. Dell claims not to recognize the note or the number without actually even looking at it. But she's clearly super weird about it and blows Kat off and leaves to take breakfast to Alice. We cut to Kat talking to Elliot, and she's sure Del is hiding something. Kat has mapped the address, and there's there's nothing there. And Elliot suggests that maybe you're just at loose ends here with everything going on. Maybe we need to pull back. But Kat is no longer leaving the past in the past. She is a journalist <laughs> chasing a story, and... She tells Elliot, call on a sub and chase this 20-year-old note with her. And how early are these people getting up that they're able to have these meetings before he needs to be at school at seven-something in the yeah, morning? Yeah, I don't
0: know. Like, life on the farm must start really early. So she does convince him, and by doing so, she says, we can listen to the CDs, the mixed CDs you used to burn. And I had to laugh here as we watched this, because if you don't listen to our, like, regular Podcast on Thursdays, I highly suggest you do because Megan and I just talked about this same topic. Burning CDs. Burning CDs. It's 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 a it's a funny listen, I think. I think you guys will enjoy it. It's on Thursdays, long story short, with Megan and Wendy.
1: Yeah. So we cut to Cat and Elliot. They're they're on their little mini road trip singing along to Sister Hazel's All For You, which is a great song. I had to
0: look it up. I remember the song, I didn't know who sang it. And I was like, is this a one-hit wonder? Like,
1: I don't remember anything else by this. Yeah, I think so. From 1994. Let me just say about this scene. As a person who is taking notes on this show, this show is fast and furious. Mm -hmm. There's constantly something happening. There's constant dialogue. The scenes are very short Mm -hmm. and they jump. This scene here was a real outlier to me because it's, Like 60 to 90 seconds of them just singing and being. Yeah. And it was really fun to watch. Did you notice the horrible green screen? I honestly wasn't paying attention to it because I was watching their faces. And then there's like a moment towards the end where they kind of steal glances at each other.
0: It made me long for singing in my car because my 15-year-old doesn't allow
1: it. (laughs) I have had both of my children say no, no, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Excuse me, would you like to get where you are going? That is the cost. I mean, of I, the ride. I really want somebody in my passenger seat to
0: sing a duet with me. I think it's that's what's fun about being in the car. Great. Oh my goodness! Um, after they're finished singing, they uh, pull up to a like old motel. Mm. It's real Bates motel Yeah, It looks like it's abandoned. There's just like stuff everywhere. And Kat looks disappointed. And I didn't understand the disappointment on Kat's face in the moment. I thought, oh, she was disappointed that that's where the address led them to. Mm-hmm. Until we come back from commercial and Elliot tells Kat not to read into what the motel might mean. And then I was like, oh, was Colton having an affair?
1: Yeah, he says he was a good man. And then yeah. we even see the hourly rates sign hanging Ew. on the motel. Yeah. She wants to press on
0: and like look for a clue to the note, but Elliot is like, there's
1: nothing to find here. Yeah, it's abandoned. And we cut to Byron and Dell packing up Dell's pottery for her exhibition. And Byron is telling her that he's stressed about a Herald deadline and he therefore can't help her set up for the exhibit. And Dell reminds him that she's a strong independent woman and she can do it on her own. But Byron's fishing here. He wants to know if she's talked to Cat. He wants to know how much she knows. It's clear here that Dell does not yet know that Cat has been fired. Spencer arrives, asks to go see Alice, and Dell sends him upstairs.
0: Yeah, he comes he he knocks on Alice's door and she's quite mortified that Spencer is now standing at her bedroom door and she's in bed, in her pajamas, not put together to see a boy of her own age. And he's like, oh, you know, Del said it was cool. Now, can I just say something here in this moment? Hmm. I know we don't do a did you see that with these episodes, but I had a clear did you see that in this moment. One scene... Spencer comes in, she's in bed, the The bed sheets are like pulled back. The next scene, the bed is made and she's sitting on it, but she's still in pajamas. Oh. It's just one of those continuity things yeah. that caught my eye. Anyway, I, I believe Spencer's over there because he's like dropping off homework for her. The biggest stack of notes I've ever seen. Yeah, nice guy. He sits on his bed and he tells her like he's glad she's feeling better. And Alice confesses to Spencer that she's been having some hard days and he wants to take her to dinner and she says yes
1: so in my notes i wrote is this the behavior of friends or was wendy right that alice has lied to her mother about spencer having a girlfriend yeah else? i don't know it's still very unclear because later spoiler alert when
0: they're at dinner she says where's zoe yeah so this feels very
1: date like to me asking i think her to dinner i agree too cat approaches Dell in her studio Dell's just making small talk. How was your day? I gather you're buried in herald deadlines. And Kat's like, nah, I got the week off. Work's light over there. And so now we have a contradiction between what Kat is saying and what Byron is saying. Kat really wants Dell to talk about this note and insists that Dell is shutting her out, just like Dell and Colton did when Jacob went missing. Dell plays dumb here. And Kat says their life changed, as did her relationship with Dell after Jacob went missing dell is blaming cat she's like you ran off you left with brady but cat says i left with brady because of the change like our family changed and you i nothing was ever the same yeah it's it's kind of weird how they went to like zero
0: to a hundred in this scene Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. i feel like these are things that have not been talked about for the last six episodes right so it, now it's like this weird one-off conversation. Kat obviously wants to know more information about the note and is pressing Dell for more information. And, and now she just goes in on her and says, like, you're shutting me out like you did when I was a teenager.
1: Yeah, this seems to be the heart of the breakdown between Kat and Dell that we're finally getting to. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seems like Kat not only lost her brother, but lost her parents right in that moment right
0: the next scene we are at the point and spencer and alice are having dinner and it appears spencer's made dinner for her and alice asks here where zoe is and alice and spencer have like a nice talk about the future it's a real nice like oh here here alice here's some friends in present day for
1: you you know she needs like
0: yeah she needs somebody in present day
1: yeah, and he's kind of fishing for information, like, do you see your future in Port Haven? Yeah. And yeah. I got to tell you, this feels like a date to me. we are uh, alone it- in a dark restaurant.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Like, we never knew Spencer, like, had aspirations to be a
1: A chef. A We're chef. learning things about many of our characters. Yes. Back home, Cat's in the kitchen waiting up for Alice, and Alice returns home, and she appears to have softened a little bit. She talks about her dinner with Spencer and apologizes for not being able to save Jacob. And that's a heavy weight for this 15-year-old, the second 15-year-old, to have to carry around. Mm -hmm. Um, And Kat is lovely and tells her, of course, it's not her fault. And they talk through Kat's experience in the past. Alice is glad she got the chance to get to know Jacob. Kat is telling Alice here they're having a real, like, less mother-daughter and more friend-to-friend conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, Kat's telling Alice how much she needed from her parents, how hard it was on her losing him and how she felt that they blamed her. And this is when Alice realizes that she needs to go back. She needs to be there for her friend, for her mom. And I believe this is the moment where she says, Mom, we were best friends. Yeah, that was good. That was great. It was
0: really good. So it's so kind of... It's one of those scenes, again, where I'm like, I'm having, my, having a hard time, like, understanding, but, like, Alice wants to go back to console her mom as a teenager yeah. because her mom had no one as a teenager, you and know?
1: Kat has talked about this before, about how her memories of Alice are are kind of hazy. Like, mm-hmm. she just remembers her as a presence and less the specifics. Right. But it's interesting to me that Kat doesn't appear to have any memory of Alice's role in this time after right. Jacob was gone.
0: Snow is covered the ground, and Alice realizes she's, it's been a while since she's been last, back in 1999. She finds the backpack that Elliot leaves for her, and there's a note that says, where are you? And it's signed from Elliot. Alice shows up at Cat's house, and Del and Colton are arguing. It's New Year's Eve, and, and Del's begging Colton like not to go somewhere. Alice knocks on the door into Kat's room, and Kat's really happy to see her. And here we learn Kat is getting ready to go out to celebrate Y2K. 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 The craziness
1: that was Y2K. Yeah, I'm glad we got a Y2K New Year's episode in this 1999 Mm -hmm. setting.
0: Here's where I get worried at now, though. Are we going to be popping into the year 2000 now? Are they going to be diving back into the pond and going to not 99 anymore I don't know and that's just gonna really throw off our notice in the 90s isn't it <laughs> this is
1: true observed in the odds <laughs> So we cut to Monica's party and body rock by Moby which was released in 1999 is playing there's lots of bucket hats is the fashion is real bad. <laughs> there are lots of 2,000 glasses. And um, We've got a countdown to the Millennium clock going, and for a brief moment, Monica and Kat appear to actually be friends. We hadn't seen much of them being kind to each other in the past. They were kind of frenemies, it seemed like, but Monica's really giving me a Dion from Clueless vibe oh, here yeah. in this uh-huh. moment, and they've got things like there's a guessing board for what's actually going to happen on midnight, and... What's funny is Monica shouts, Spilsky, watch the carpet. And we know that that will ultimately be her future Oh, I husband.
0: totally missed it. Oh, that's funny. But did they show who he was at all?
1: Off to the side. We don't get a close-up of it.
0: Oh, too funny. I completely missed that. Oh, that's really funny. So Alice, she sees Elliot at the party, which makes me wonder, would Elliot actually be at this party? Mm-hmm. And, there's uh, a lot of people there. There's a lot of people there. And Elliot tells Alice that they, the cops had called off this search for Jacob the day before.
1: Yeah, what's funny to me here is Alice is like, I lost two months, and, like, he knows he's been here. Yeah, right. But um, he also feels like he has lost Kat. He says she's either talking to Brady or she's with Brady. She's, she's pulled away, and she's leaned in to where she's getting the support she feels like she needs. And then Nick shows up. Yeah, Nick shows up. Um, he's got his 2,000 glasses on. <laughs> And we cut back to present day. We've got soft piano music playing at the Pottery Exhibition. Monica's messing with Spencer's food. All the all the Port Haven adults are there. Kat and Elliot's there. Rita's there. And uh, Elliot asks if there's been any progress with Delt and Kat, and the answer is still No. We get a little bit of a speech letting us know what the heck is happening. This exhibition Great. that we've been planning this entire time. Monica is now going to be highlighting local artisans and Dell is the kickoffs, which is good because I'm not super excited about an exhibit with Rita's like this way to the beach wooden sign. Oh,
0: you're not? Hmm. I'm sure we won't see that.
1: Del graciously thanks Monica. Yeah, we're going to be one and done on the local artisan exhibition. we are, yeah. Del graciously thanks Monica and everyone for attending, and she makes some light jokes about the solitary nature of pottery, but she's seeing the need for company and collaboration. Well, this
0: is so funny because are we to believe... That Dell was not an active member of the community in the years since losing Jacob. It does not read that way to me, but her speech about needing company and collaboration or valuing that now is weird. It's not like she's like some hermit that's been living out at the Landry farm for the last 20 years, 30 years.
1: Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know how involved has she been. You know, this is kind of like there was no carnival for thirty years. Yeah, exactly. Situation like time kind of stood still.
0: And and may I ask, is Monica the only person trying to save this town? (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) She she runs the lobster fest, the carnival. She's now she's doing local artisan is. Monica the mayor. (laughs) So we cut back to 1999 at the New Year's Eve party and Kat and Elliot are dancing awkwardly and singing to their Sister Hazel song that they were singing to earlier. She's dancing. He watches. It's almost midnight. Nick pulls Alice into the garage to talk. And I was like, whoa, whoa, where's this going? Yeah. Um, He says he's Mr. She's kind of surprised that he's Mr. And he wants to make it official, like a boyfriend-girlfriend thing. And... In hopes that she will come to Port Haven more and visit. Like, if it's official, that she won't go missing for two months at a time. Like, you know, because they're not allowed to date. He gives her a fish hook because she has hooked him. (laughs) And I was like, oh boy. 15. And he also asks for help with something. Some hijinks.
1: Yeah, we cut back to Cat. Continuing to dance, Elliot watching. (laughs) Kat is a little bit manic at this point. I wrote Kat getting turned
0: because I thought she was drinking, but Uh, then I realized like
1: we're gearing up. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot starts to look for Alice because he's clearly worried about Kat in this moment. This is no longer their cute, lighthearted dancing together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we cut back to Nick who's plotting a prank for midnight. We cut back to the countdown where we see the beginnings of a panic attack. Back to the garage. Nick cuts the lights. And the juxtaposition of these two scenes where Nick and Alice are just kind of having some lighthearted, no big deal, Y2K fun. And Kat breaking down is real interesting editing here. Mm -hmm. Um, He and Alice have a light moment. They kiss. Then they're screaming from the party and not in a fun way. And Elliot is calling for Alice. Right. Breaks to a
0: commercial. We come back. Kat is on the floor. She is clearly having a panic attack. Elliot is trying to help her. And Monica says off to the side, she just wants attention. Mm. Um, Alice helps Kat through the panic attack, attack helps her breathe it through. I think she even says something like, my mom has these. Yeah.
1: What I thought was interesting is she goes, she's having a panic attack. And Elliot goes, a what? Because in the 1999 vernacular, I don't think anxiety and panic attack was something that we were talking about. Yeah, probably not. Now... To me, it was very obvious what was happening on the screen.
0: Yeah, well, Uh, sort of. I mean, I thought she was getting drunk earlier, but yeah, she was.
1: (laughs) But at this point, (laughs) it's pretty clear. Yes, exactly.
0: We hear Kat saying, the search is over. He's gone. He's just gone. And tells Alice that she had wished she had been there. And she also goes on to say that her parents don't talk to her and that they hate her and they blame her for Jacob being gone. And Alice consoles her. And this is a really sad moment to me because Kat says that she wishes the world was actually ending. Mm-hmm. and I can't keep be, hurting like that. Yeah, she was hurting so much. I was so sad. It really is. Those are Those are uh, interesting feelings for a teenager
1: to navigate. Well, I, Del and Colton are really failing her because, yes, their child is missing. But they are now ruining the life of their other child. Right. By not... Showing up for her. Right. I mean, that's
0: hard. Like I don't, I haven't ever had to deal with grief at that kind of
1: level. So I don't, I probably, there's probably no
0: handbook on how to,
1: no, th- I mean, this is a case, this family needed therapy. Yeah. Right? But I uh, also feel like at some point, the adults need to step up and be adults. Mm-hmm. Like you have another child and you are failing her at this moment. Yeah. We cut back to present day. Elliot and Kat are walking on the water, making it. it's a beautiful night for pottery. Silly jokes. And Kat saying she doesn't remember the last time she saw her mom. So happy. And then we just cut right to it. Kat stops Elliot. And there's something in this scene that I almost feel like it's a, like a a dream, mm. uh, she says. There's something happening here, is it? Isn't there? And Elliot takes off his glasses and says, "I've been waiting a long time to kiss you." And then he says, "And when I do, it's gonna be perfect." And off he walks. And in this moment, I love Elliot so much because Cadet made him wait so long that not giving her what she yeah. wants in the very moment she decides she wants it is such a great move.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I'm like, hello, Kat. Yes, something's happening here. I like, know. didn't, what about at the school dance two weeks ago? There was something happening there. Yeah. And then you had to ruin it with Brady again. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I glad I was glad that Elliot, like, mm. held her off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Back to 1999, Kat and Ra- Alice arrive home from the party. Colton tells Kat to go upstairs quietly. He asks Alice why she's not spending the night. And they have some small talk. And he asks about her playing the guitar and her mom. And I, you know, when you just about get ready to cry, your nose gets all tingly. Yeah. I had this moment while watching this scene because he thanks Alice for being there for Kat. Mm-hmm. He says something like, thanks for being there for our girl. Those and I just was like, words. Ah,
1: it was so sweet. I had actual tears. In that Did moment. you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a real moment. He knows. He he knows. He's always been the softer one mm-hmm. of the two parents, and I think he knows that they don't have it to be there for her. Here's the question, why didn't Alice just stay that night? I... Because
0: Cat knows where she's at. Yeah. With the exception of Dell would be like, "Oh, Alice doesn't come home," but then like Cat could cover for her. I don't know. Like yeah. why can't there's no urgency now to like get back to present day
1: no with the exception of they needed a reason for her to have this conversation yes. with Colton agree back at the pottery exhibition Dell is finally coming to the realization that something's up and she can't figure out why Byron's busy if Kat isn't working and Kat comes clean and takes responsibility and she says she does what Landry women do they throw themselves into a project and Dell says no no That's not what I was doing. I was making ends meet. There was no money left after your father died. So I wasn't getting into honey to keep my hands busy. I was getting into honey to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Cat asks what he spent their money on. And Del says, on what men spend money on and don't tell their wives.
0: Yikesies.
1: I have a theory about that. We'll talk about it later. But we have a
0: flashback where Del finds Colton on the phone with someone and she confronts him. And tells him she's missing him and Colton is upset and tells her that he feels like he's the only one who's forgotten Jacob. They exchange words and it's New Year's Eve and Dell wants Colton to go somewhere with her, but he refuses. And then what? Then they're back at the exhibition and then there's another flashback?
1: Yes. Dell's putting on her coat and when she steps outside, she has this flashback of the two of them sitting in their living room. The ball is dropping. They're not speaking to each other. Colton's drinking a beer. Dell's watching Colton. It's this very uncomfortable, cold. Awful, right? Moment. And such a difference from like how they were yeah. prior to Jacob's disappearance. And back in present day, Dell seems to have a bit of an epiphany and takes off for the Herald. We come
0: back from commercial and Dell is at Byron's office and she asks, hey, like, why weren't you at the exhibition? exhibition and she asks about firing cat byron had some sort of accident at the paper i was like are they setting this up somehow like did that shelf fall on him and now they're going to find some clue behind the shelf uh, <laughs> like I'm, like my ears are perked up for every single little thing mm-hmm. now at this point but it looks like he was spending his time he was working on an article called the matriarch of port haven and it's a feature article with dell and her students on the farm. Got back to
1: home, Alice is getting ready for bed and Dell has left her one of her little trinket bowls on her nightstand. And she has a flashback of Colton, just the line saying, are you still playing guitar? And I don't really know what's going on here. Oh, because I think
0: in the trinket bowl it has the fish and it's the same fish that's on the guitar. Oh, okay. I don't know what the relevance is of Colton with the voiceover asking her if she plays the guitar Then other than that's his guitar, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Kat is looking at the mystery note. Is she looking at Mm -hmm. at herself in a mirror?
1: (laughs) She's like taking off her jewelry. It's kind of mirroring what's happening with Alice. Mm -hmm. She looks again at the note and
0: then off she goes hustling through the woods to the pond. And it's just standing on that rock, considering jumping in. And that's the end of the episode. So Adele in this episode alludes
1: to there being another woman. Yes. Wendy has a theory. I have a theory.
0: I think that Cat is the other woman. Adult Cat is the other woman. So she goes back. Maybe she's trying to help Colton somehow or find out what Colton's doing. Or I don't know. They befriend each other. Yeah, she's using the information that she has in some way. Either to help find Jacob or I don't know, but I think that's who Colton is spending his time with.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great theory. With only three episodes left, I do have to say I'm very pleased at the pacing of these episodes. Mm. They get through a lot. I just i am getting so nervous. Uh, for what? About how much information we're going to be left wondering about at the end of the season. Oh, I think a lot
0: actually it has got to be. Like, are they going to leave us with a
1: cliffhanger? Well that see that's the question right How, did they write it so that it's open to a second season but still wrapped up enough to be satisfactory to the first season Yeah I don't know so there's a lot that I'm waiting on I want
0: to share a message that we got on our Instagram Okay, okay. It is from user shell art it says, hello, ladies. I've been enjoying your podcast on the way home. I was 14 in 1999, so this show really makes me feel old. Side <laughs> so note, I am laughing because I was a lot older than that in 1999. I was 20. Uh, uh, one thing that I think no one picked up on is the fact that Kyler Lee played Janie in Not Another Teen Movie, the movie that is a parody of She's All That, and she walks down the stairs and instead falls and
1: the stairs break. Oh, nice. So,
0: Kyler Lee played that
1: character. Twice now. Twice. Isn't
0: that funny? That's I was like, crate. that's amazing catch.
1: We really needed someone who was 14 in
0: 1999 for that moment. <laughs> I mean, I think I saw that movie in the movie theater, but I don't remember who actually. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Awesome, right? Yeah. Who's our homie of the week? Uh, I think it's an easy choice. Who is it? It's
1: Elliot. For his slick moves.
0: For that swoony moment down by the water.
1: Also, I really liked when he's like taking off his glasses in the car and they're singing. Yeah, I like it too. Like he he's,
0: I know he's kind of like this like stereotypical, like I was kind of nerdy in high school and now I'm like a t- science teacher at school or whatever. But like i I like these like vibes he's giving off. Me too. Yeah. Much more than Brady.
1: Oof. Thank you for listening to this recap of The Way Home. We'll be back next week with episode eight as well. We are back to our full and regular schedule. So we are putting out Hallmark movie reviews. Don't miss our review from yesterday of the Lo- Love Club, Nicole's Pen Pal. And look forward to the game of love with Kimberly yes. Sestad at Brooks Darnell next week. Happy watching. See you in the Facebook group. Bye. Bye.